0: I'm Dr. Stephanie Martin, Maternal Fetal Medicine Specialist and Medical Director at Clinical Concepts in Obstetrics. Today, we're going to be talking about hemodynamics of the hemorrhaging obstetric patient. Now, we all know, and we've been taught that pregnant, during pregnancy, blood volume increases pretty significantly, about 40% above the normal blood volume when you're not pregnant. That translates to about a liter to an, a liter and a half uh, uh, increase in blood for the average pregnant woman. Now, when a patient starts to bleed, whether she's pregnant or non-pregnant, as that volume that's circulating starts to go down, then the body starts to work to increase cardiac output. Everything that happens is about maintaining a cardiac output to provide blood flow to vital organs. Now, I want to take a minute and go through my favorite formula. Cardiac output equals heart rate times stroke volume. It's very simple, but it's very elegant. Really, stroke volume depends upon preload, and preload is the amount of fluid that's being presented to the heart. So as blood circulates in the body, it reaches the heart. That's the preload, and then the heart has to pump it out. That's the stroke volume. When cardiac output goes up during pregnancy, it's a combination of heart rate and stroke volume. Most of the increase in cardiac output is due to stroke volume, about 30%, and about 10% is due to heart rate. So the other way that that cardiac output is increased is by the heart beating faster. So as volume goes down, the preload goes down, the heart can't pump more blood unless it pumps faster. So one of the first things that you're gonna see in a patient whose volume depleted whether it's from hemorrhage or dehydration or vomiting or whatever it may be, you're going to see an increase in heart rate. That's the body trying to increase cardiac output naturally. Now, in the bleeding patient, her volume is going down, preload is going down, so stroke volume is decreasing. Heart rate is going up to maintain cardiac output. At the same time, behind the scenes, the systemic vascular resistance is going up. Now, systemic vascular resistance is essentially how tight those blood vessels are. So loose blood vessels, dilated blood vessels, you've got decreased systemic vascular resistance. Constricted, tightened blood vessels, increasing systemic vascular resistance. So as the patient is bleeding and the volume is going down, cardiac output is going down, these blood vessels are constricting and redirecting flow centrally to vital organs. Now, what the body considers vital and what we consider vital may be two different things, but the body is primarily trying to keep flow directed towards the brain, the heart, and the kidneys. So if the patient's pregnant, the uterus is not on that list. Now, SVR is difficult to measure clinically. You usually have to have invasive assessments to measure this, but you can rest assured that if your patient is bleeding, her systemic vascular resistance is going up. Now, what's challenging at the bedside, if you don't have invasive monitoring, and most of the time we're not, is that the blood pressure is going to remain essentially the same until that patient has lost about 20% of her blood volume. And that's going to be about a liter of blood loss. So clinically, what you'll see in your patient as she's bleeding, assuming that she's continuing to bleed, the blood pressure is going to remain the same. Behind the scenes, you won't know it, the SVR is going up but you'll see normal blood pressures and increasing pulse. Now, after about you know 20% blood loss, as she starts to lose more than 20%, and for most pregnant women, that's gonna be about a liter or more, the systemic vascular resistance increases and the tachycardia, the heart rate increases, are no longer gonna be enough to maintain the blood pressure. And so that's when the blood pressure starts to fall. Once your patient starts to show hypotension, She's lost somewhere around a liter to a liter and a half, probably closer to a liter and a half of blood. I want to encourage you to believe what the vital signs are telling you, even if the blood loss does not agree. So, for example, your patient might have a little bit of bleeding in uh, antepartum. Maybe it's the indication for cesarean section. You take her back to the operating room. She loses blood during the surgery. Then she goes into the recovery room. She loses a little bit more blood. And now she's in postpartum and she's lost a little bit more blood. It's very common that the, quote, estimated blood loss, end quote, um, does not get assessed very accurate. It's, es- it's estimated after all. And you're told, you're the postpartum nurse, let's say, and you're told this patient's only lost a liter of blood. Yet you do her vital signs. Her blood pressure is 90 over 40. Her pulse is 120 and she's got very little urine output. I would be very suspicious that this patient has probably lost more than the liter you've been told. Believe the vital signs. If your patient is hypotensive and tachycardic, she has lost a significant amount of blood. As this blood loss continues, the body will continue to try and compensate to maintain cardiac output. So tachycardia is going to increase, the heart rate's gonna get faster, to try to maintain the cardiac output. Remember, cardiac output is heart rate times stroke volume. So if volume is going down, heart rate must go up. That's a good sign in terms of physiologic response. It tells you that the patient has a healthy heart that's capable of responding. Let it respond. But let's fix the volume problem. How do we fix the volume problem? We stop the bleeding and you give her volume. Blood products and Fluids tachycardia is telling you something. So the tachycardia is going to worsen. Blood loss continues. Then the blood pressure is going to continue to fall because the the systemic vascular resistance cannot continue keeping the blood pressure up. So the blood pressure decreases. And then ultimately that means the cardiac output is going down. Remember at the same time, your systemic vascular resistance is going up and up and up. And because these vessels are so constricted, tightened, trying to redirect flow centrally, You're not going to be perfusing well. So your patient's extremities are going to be cool and clammy. She's going to have a very delayed capillary refill. The kidneys are not going to be perfused very well. And in addition to that, she's going to be trying to hold on to extra fluid. So urine output is going to go down pretty substantially. Now, if the patient's not delivered, she's still pregnant, the body will certainly be redirecting blood away from the uterus. So what are you going to see clinically? As the uterus is trying to redirect to vital organs, you might see fetal heart rate changes. Changes, And this could be anything. This could be intermittent late decelerations. This could be a prolonged bradycardia. It's all going to depend on the severity of the blood loss and the degree to which this re- shunting, this redirecting of flow is happening. It's important to recognize that these changes can happen even with a normal blood pressure. Because you remember earlier I told you that underneath, you know, your patient is uh, main, maybe maintaining a normal blood pressure. She's tachycardic. But behind the scenes, the vascular resistance is going up and redirecting flow to other areas. That can be happening to the uterus before your patients become hypotensive. So think back to some patients you might have been taking care of that you started to see fetal heart rate changes before maybe that you recognized how significantly the patient was bleeding. That was because of that redirection of flow. So I hope this helps you understand what's happening physiologically to your hemorrhaging patient. And maybe you'll look at her vital signs a little bit differently. Maybe you'll interpret tachycardia a little bit differently. Maybe you'll recognize um, that the systemic vascular resistance is maintaining blood pressure. And when your blood pressure falls You've lost a significant amount of blood, even if your, quote, estimated blood loss doesn't say so. Until next time.